You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. If you'll turn to the book of Colossians with me, the book of Colossians, and I, I don't mean to treat this like a class. I know it's preaching time, but I also want to let you know that I'm going to try to bring us up to date. This will be my third week to I'll rehearse it very briefly. Uh, the book of Coloss- Colossians is to a church, and thank you, orchestra, we'll let you go ahead and go. Uh, the, the book of Colossians is uh, to a city called Colossae, a church called Colossae. Colossae was a tri-city area. It's about 120 miles from Ephesus. Ephesus, the book of Ephesians in the Bible, was a seaport town. Seaport towns normally do very well. San Francisco is doing very poorly. They're going to be 1,400,000 in debt uh, this year, it looks like. But, but uh, you, you cannot do wrong and have businesses move out, expect to have good results. That's another subject. Paul was at Ephesus for three and a half years. As far as we can see from the scriptures, he never made it to Colossae, 120 miles away. The three cities were Heropolis and, and, uh, and Laodicea and Colossae, and he wrote this letter to that. He said, I want you to read this in all your churches. Uh, they were uh, very industrialized. Uh, they uh, uh, manufactured wool and dye and shipped it on over, moved it on over to uh, Ephesus and then shifted around the world. Ephesus, excuse me, Colossae is in Turkey, modern day Turkey. This was a huge city, but because of corruption, it's basically in ruins. They've excavated. They see they see the gods that they worship. This church was a Christian church, but they begin to accept Eastern religion and thought and gods and goddesses. Uh, they began to worship with Christianity the da- da- goddess, of, uh, goddess of Zeus and Armitus. And they began to Aphroditus and the goddess of Cynthia and, and the goddess Nike, N-I-K-E. And they began to worship that and put that into their Christianity. You know, you always have to be aware and beware of what's invading the church. We have every year people that come in here and and uh, I've been, I was thinking of this past week after I said this, we had people come in this last year and they will love our church. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're passing materials out on Bible prophecy. Well, we put a stop to it immediately. Go get your own crowd. If you believe you're going to live through the wrath of God into the tribulation or go mid-trib or post-trib, you can do that. But I believe that we're waiting for the trump of God to sound. God, God has never pointed his people into wrath. And the tribulation is when God pours out His wrath upon mankind. God's always made a way of escape. And, and so modern day Turkey, and it's surrounded by Turkey. Of course, that's the Euphrates River begins there. And it goes through Syria, and it goes through Iraq, all Bible areas, and uh, where, where Nineveh was, where, and uh, where Jonah preached. In fact, uh, the, uh, about 10 years ago, during one of the wars, the uh, Muslims attacked that the, the, the statue of Jonah and the buildings of Jonah's era, and they destroyed them during that time. They didn't want any recollection of God in that area. 
they, where they're so strategically uh, located, Russia has a great interest in Turkey now. It, it's, and to the north is the Black Sea. And they captured the Black Sea. The Black Sea is going to be relative in the last days during the tribulation. And the Euphrates, the Bible says in Revelation, is going to dry it up. So the armies of the east, China, are going to be able to invade Colossae and these areas and all of the, and move into, invade, of course, the country Israel. That's the big goal. And so you have Iraq, you have Iran, you have Syria, uh, you have uh, the Black Sea, uh, all, all these areas that uh, Georgia, and uh, it surrounds it. This church was in a crisis mode because infiltrations of these false gods moved in. I mentioned three weeks ago how, just study it yourself, go online, go Google this. Yoga is Eastern religion. It was established by Hinduism. And it's opposite of Christianity because Christianity puts an order where trichotomist, where spirit, soul, or mind, and body. Our spirit, spiritual, tells our mind what to do. Our mind tells our body. But this separates and elevates the body. And whenever you begin your body or your mind telling your spirit what to do, you always have chaos. Because my body doesn't want to get out of bed. And my mind does not want to be disciplined. But we need to be led by the Spirit of God, Ephesians says. This book is so critical. It's four little chapters. I went through this past week, and I've read it so many times over the last four or five months getting ready for this. And it's just an amazing, like the book of Philippians, only four chapters, but 104 verses, 104 times, Paul says from a prison cell, Jesus Christ, Lord God, our Father. Maybe your homework assignment, if we're going to assign us homework assignment this week, look for the words, get them on a different color ink. I'm trying to figure out what color ink to have because my Bible's so marked up already in Colossae. But find Jesus, Christ, Lord, God, Father, and then some uh, pronouns, uh, him and his and he. You're going to find, it's, it's enormous. I've got them added up. It's enormous what you can find. Because the Apostle Paul is trying to drive them from heathenism back to Christ. That's why this verse is found in this book. Colossians 1.18. That in all things, he might have the what? Preeminence. Not, not, not false gods. Not our flesh. Not our body. Well, I, I, I'm going to come to church. I'm tired. I, I, I'm not going, uh, I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm worn out. I'm too busy. No, we do what we want to do in life. And we ought to be led by our spirit, which tells our mind, which tells our body what to do. So we've been looking at this book. And last week, we went back to chapter one. And we see what God has done for us. We saw last week in, in verse number 12, giving thanks to the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. The first thing we saw that, by way of review, and then I'll get to the message, God has given us with salvation and inheritance. An inheritance is something that's given to another as a result of the death of someone. And Jesus Christ died, and he made me an heir. I'm an heir of salvation. I'm purchased of God. I'm born of his spirit washed in his blood. This is my story. I have an inheritance. 
I know of no inheritance. I know of no one on planet earth where I am in their will. But I tell you what, I have an inheritance. I'm going to a city. And in that inheritance is no sin, no pain, no suffering, uh, no ungodliness, no self-will. And and Jesus is there. And I have a mansion that's being prepared for me right now, the Bible says. Not only do I have an inheritance, look what God's done for us. We have an inheritance. Secondly, he has, verse 13, delivered us. And he has delivered us. What does that mean? Just he's rescued us. In loving kindness, Jesus came, my soul in mercy to reclaim. He rescued me. Oh, hallelujah, he is able to deliver thee. And look at verse number 15, uh, that, that same text. He has given us an inheritance. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. Hath, number three, translated us. Translated us. Translation is, and I, I, I tried to explain it last week a little bit, but ran out of time. Here's what I wanted to say. It's to move you from one place to another. You know, I've been translated. Not One day I'll be translated in clothed in this right, brightness, transported, I'll rise. I'm going to be translated. I'm going to be moving from one place to another. But you know when we got saved and when you got saved, I was on my way to a place called hell. And now, according to Ephesians, I am already seated, seated in the heavenlies. I have a spot there. I, 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 when I got saved, I got translated. It's an amazing thing. Now I'm here. I'm living here. My body's here. But I like what we sing. This world is not my home. I, I'm a citizen of another country. I, I'm going to a city that I've never been before. But oh, because of the translation. And so, the Bible, I have an inheritance, I have a deliverance, I have a translation. Now, let's pick it up today. And all God's people said, amen, because we're getting closer to the end of the message. And you can go get first in line or whatever. Oh, the two committed couples class. We're right on this property. We're having a spaghetti feed. You say, I attend that class. No, you don't. <laughs> but tonight, we've got a lot of food. Look, look what he says in oh, chapter 1, verse 14. Not only do we have, verse 12, an inheritance and deliverance and translation and whom we have, what's that word? Redemption. Redemption. Redemption is such a wonderful word. It means to be bought back. You see, when I was born, the Bible says I was born a sinner, for all have sinned. Every man and woman me, these men, all of us were born sinners. We've been born away from God. No one had to teach me to lie to my mother. And I vividly, and you've heard it so many times, I won't tell the whole list. I, I can remember lying to my mother about a cookie. When I was five years old, I, I looked right at her and lied. No one trained me. Maybe some deacon's kids were around me, who knows, or the pastor's son. But, but uh, nobody trained me how to lie. It was so natural. And she said, did you take that cookie? And I looked right at her and said, No, mother. Chocolate chip all around my mouth. No, mom. And if you think that's a bad lie, you ought to hear these guys. These guys are really bad. That's why they're up here. I'm their, if you'll look at their ankles, I'm their parole officer right here. And so I'm watching these guys very closely. I've been redeemed. You know, Galatians says, you were not, first Peter says, you were not redeemed purchased back, bought back 
you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Christ. If this church tells you you have to give $1,000 to go to heaven, this church is wrong. I know a church today, if you get divorced, you've got to pay $2,500 to get back in. One of the largest churches, uh, religions in America, in the world. And if you get divorced, you're excommunicated, you can't get to heaven. And if you give $2,500, they'll forgive you that. Don't ever try to come to me and ask me to cleanse you of your sin. How can I, a priest standing daily in the temple, the Bible says, can never take away sin. How can a sinner take away your sin? I'm just a sinner, but I've been saved by grace because I've been redeemed. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. I wonder, Brother Reimers, if you could stand right here. I wonder, Brother Flood, if you could stand right there. And I wonder, Brother Fenner, if you'll stand right here. We'll put you back a little bit here. And, and I don't mean this irreverent. He'll represent God the Father. And he'll re represent mankind. And here's the problem. Man was born a sinner. Man was born a sinner. We're, we're, we're away from God. Sin, and wherefore is by one man sin entered in the world, and death by sin. So death has passed upon all men, a consequent for all sin. Who was the one man brought sin to the world? His name was Adam and his wife, okay? So what had to happen? This man is away from this God. We're estranged. We're separated from God. There's a great gulf fixed. Uh, oh, the mighty, we sing, oh, the mighty gulf that God did spend. God had to send someone to pay for my sin. He had to be someone without sin. The Bible says, we'll have you step up here right there, please. For God hath made him to be sin for us. He who knew no sin. That's Jesus. That we might be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Would you reach out and, and grab hands? And when you reach out, and who brings us back to God? Come, if you will, together. Jesus does. Thank you, fellas. He, Jesus brings us back. Not the offering plate. Not baptism. Not good works. Uh, not, not giving money. Uh, uh, not turning over a new leaf. You, know, you say, well, I, I'm going to join the church. You can join all the churches you want. I remember in college, the president of our college would say, you can join. You, you know what the Moose Lodge is? You know what that is? We know what that is nowadays, uh, the lodge. And he said, you can join the moose lodge, but because uh, joining the moose lodge doesn't make you a moose. <laughs> joining the church doesn't make you a Christian. But Jesus came, was born of a virgin, and he lived in tabernacle among us, and he gave his life a ransom forever, for everyone. The, the Bible says, in uh, uh, Galatians in chapter number uh, three, Christ, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He died and took my sin upon his shoulders, and he paid for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can get saved without giving a dime. The thief on the cross never got baptized. And I'm all for baptism. Everybody that got saved in the Bible were baptized except for the thief on the cross. 
I think that's such a great illustration because Jesus is trying to prove to us, even on the cross, you don't get baptized to go to heaven. But the Bible said there's two thieves, one on each side, and this one rejected Jesus, and this one said, he trusted Jesus, and Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Christ paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. I've told you this before. When I was a boy, we lived off of Thornton Avenue in Centerville, which is now Fremont. It wasn't a city then. Those little flat top houses, we lived on Dutra Way. Those houses cost $7,000. They're still there. One car garage. And uh, all of that was farmland out there. All, everything that where Central Chevrolet moved in, that, that's all, that was all farmland. We sold a 1929 Chevy, I'll never forget it, right on that corner where that farmland was. Well, my parents in the, much of the country had S&H green stamps. But in California, we had blue chip stamps. And you go to the gas station, and you get a, a hundred stamps. And, and you take them and put them in your book. You lick them, put them in your book, and you fill your book up with blue chip stamps. So every gallon of gasoline, you got, every time you went to the grocery store, you got blue chip stamps. Everywhere you went, every, just, you could get blue chip stamps, just like a postage stamp. And you put them in your books. And then you fill those books up. And then you would go to the redemption store. In fact, if you want to go ahead and look at redemption store uh, today on your uh, you, you can get it pull it up and you can find what a redemption store is and the redemption store i can remember you'd go we didn't have what is now highway 17 or 880 that wasn't there but we'd go across the way to newark and on that same street off of thornton the other direction in newark there was a redemption store your grandfather pastored a church right near that redemption store in the 50s and we would go over there with our blue chip stamps, and you'd walk in, and it was like Christmas. Uh, you could look at it, you couldn't take anything out of there, but you saw vacuum cleaners, and you saw, saw oysterizers, and you saw they didn't have hair dryers and blowers and uh, curling irons and all that. But they had uh, d different types of uh, dishes and silverware and pots and pans, household items. Anybody remember the redemption store? Hands are going up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about 20 of you, that's about it. The rest of you are ignorant, or you're too young. Of course, I came over on the ark with Moses, but um, I know Noah was on the ark. We'd walk in there, and I can remember my mother. Let's see, I've got enough books for that item. You take it up there and say, I'd like that item, and they'd go in the warehouse and pick it up and you'd take it home. That was a redemption store. You changed in your blue chip stamps for something. Redemption is where I, 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 I need to be born again. I need to be redeemed. It's like these great hymns of the faith. Redeemed, how I love to, I'm purchased back. I'm bought. You know what happened? He's saying to the church at Colossae, you, 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 you now have an inheritance. You now have deliverance. You now are translated. But you also have redemption. 
but, but let's look, continue to go on quickly here. Look what he says in verse number 14. He says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the, what's the next word? I have forgiveness. I don't know how you are in life, but I can suffer from guilt real fast. I get so disappointed with me real fast, real quickly. And you know, I, I do remember it wasn't maybe, I know I didn't have the Holy Spirit of God living within me. I wasn't saved. But when I lied to my mother, it, 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 I, it really hurt me. I loved my parents so much. And the that was very small. It hurt me that I lied to her. And it really hurt me when she said, well, Jack, I see around your mouth you have some chocolate chips. I just got them out of the oven. They're warm. Mothers would put them on a, on the, on a, a brown paper bag. I don't know if you remember that. And they'd put them on a brown paper bag and they'd cool them. And then later we could eat them. And I'll never forget thinking I lied to my mom. I love her. And I lied to my mom. Guilt's such an awful thing. Some of you today it hurts me so much that you live under guilt. You think you're the worst one here. I have people say all the time, I, I'd like to come to church, but if I came in, the roof would fall in. And I said, no, it won't, because I'm much worse than you, and it's still there. It grieves me when people try to do everything to cover this, their, their guilt or ignore the guilt or judge themselves with their guilt. I've lived a long life. And I think of all the things I've done before salvation and after salvation, it just keeps me, it gets me thinking how weak I am. But you know what the Bible says? God forgave me. The word forgave or forgiveness, it's a business term. It's actually a uh, financial term. And the word to forgive means to completely cancel. Just to cancel it. I have all these sins in my life. And God says, I canceled it. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I've been justified, satisfied. Oh, I have it all. I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven because of Jesus Christ, who is God. He forgives me. The Apostle Paul, as I've been reading through my Bible, I, I'm just overwhelmed how he gives his testimony three times in the book of Acts. And then in 1 Timothy, he gives his testimony and keeps talking about who, who was before an injurious man. He said, I was hailing women and children and men and prisoning them and, and scourging them. And he said, but I did it in unbelief. I had authority from the government to do this. He was a man with five languages, brilliant mind. And on the way to, to go get some more Christians to round him up to imprison him and to brutalize him, a light shone down from heaven 
on the Damascus Road, and he was smoked with blindness for three days. He could not see. And they let him, and God says, go to a man's house on the city of, in the road, and street, straight, and, and you'll find a man, Ananias. And an angel of the Lord spoke to Ananias and said, I'm sending Paul to you. And he said, is it this, this Paul? Is it, oh, oh, oh. And he's got, probably stuttering. He said, isn't this the Paul that's hailing men and women? And he said, he is. But I have great things for him. And he came to see Ananias, received his sight again. Well, on that Damascus road, he got saved. And he says, which before was a blasphemer. I was a blasphemer. I was injurious. I, I was a wicked man. I did it in, a, in disbelief. I, I don't know what sins you've committed this week. And, uh, and you don't know what I've committed in last month and, and uh, last year and this decade and all through life, the things we've done. But there is no temptation taken us but that he is faithful. He can forgive us of all our unrighteousness. I'm glad I can be forgiven. And the Bible says today in, in, in Colossians, he's talking to these people, you, you go into all these idols, you go into all these gods, and yet you've been delivered, you've been translated, you have redemption, and you have the forgiveness of sins. You've been purchased back. You've been redeemed. It's been released. It's been canceled. And so you can say, page 337, I rest my case at the cross. The second stanza said, I've been forgiven. I'm so glad I'm forgiven. And I'm so glad every person here can be forgiven. I tried to 50, 51, almost fell 52 years ago. I was working for my father-in-law as an assistant pastor and finishing up college. And I was the janitor. I tried to lead this guy to Christ. I was downstairs and of course, I told you, I didn't know how to, I didn't, I was in college, I should have known, I didn't know how to get him saved. I knew Bible verses, but I was downstairs, 4609 Auburn Street, Rockford, Illinois, the old Berean Baptist Church. The downstairs were always basements, and they were a long hallway. I was down at the other end. On that morning, it was a dark morning, and the door opened up. Well, I was kind of watching for all that, because a boy, oh, in his 20s, somehow as a teenager, he had killed his dad in a rage. They let him out of prison, jail. We knew he was in the neighborhood. And he came walking in there. And I remember I was way down there. And he came walking down that hallway. And I was scared to death. Because he got... I said, how can I help you? And he asked some questions about when, when you commit a crime, can you ever go to heaven? I'm ashamed to tell you I've tried everything to tell. I didn't know what, I didn't know. First, I was so nervous. And then I was nervous because I was in Bible college. I didn't know how to tell this guy. I do remember telling him, whatever your sin is, God can forgive any sin. And he said, not me, and I'll never forget. He said, I murdered my dad. I felt so bad because I gave him no, uh, that's why I think this Saturday meeting is so important. I gave that boy no hope. 
I talked about church, and I talked about the Bible, and I talked about Jesus. I did a lot. I just did not know how. I, I, didn't, I, I'm, I'm, I should have. Maybe I was so slow. I don't know. That boy walked out. I don't think he ever came to church. I don't know if I ever saw him again. But I wish I could have showed him that he could be forgiven. Rock of Ages prison and publications and all that. Rock of Ages are going to be here for a, they're having a seminar with their people here, I think in April. I'm not sure when that is. And uh, it's a prison ministry that's gone worldwide. There's some great things happening in prisons. Brother Jerry Whitlow and his wife are coming back and they're going to be here. And um, Brother Whitlow's a member here and it's it's just amazing. He's having revival meetings all over the state of California in prisons and in other states. He goes to one prison and the drummer from the number one rock and roll band that you would know if I called it, that guy has gotten saved and he's his music director in that prison now. He leads the hymns. You would know the rock group. It's, it's probably the biggest name out from years ago. He's his music director. They're seeing criminals get saved because they're hopeless. I'm out of time, but I want you to see the last thing today. Look at verse 21. Not only has given us an inheritance and a deliverance and a translation and a redemption and forgiveness, but I want you to see verse number 21. And ye who are sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, now he hath reconciled. He's reconciled. Do you know what reconciliation is? It's just bring back into harmony. Adam and Eve sinned. Adam and Eve had fellowship. They had harmony with God in the garden. They had fellowship. And, and that day they chose to rebel against God and take from one tree that he said, you can have them all, but don't touch that one. That's mine. And that tree also appears in the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, and we can partake of it when we get to heaven. But there was a prohibition. You can't touch it. And not only did they touch it, they ate from it. They saw that it was good. They took it and ate from it. That harmony, that fellowship was broken. And God had expelled them from the garden. And the consequence of their sin was death, not just simply physical death. One day they were going to die, but spiritually to be separate, to die spiritually, to be separated from God. As by one man, Adam, sin entered this world and death, that's the consequence, separation by sin. So death, separation has passed upon all men for all have sinned. They say that every second, two people die. Every second. Someone's going to eternity. They're going to heaven or they're going to hell. They're going to heaven, they're going to hell. They're either lost or they're saved. They've been born again. They've been reconciled. They've been forgiven. They've come back to God. Redemption has taken place and they've been reconciled where God places us back in harmony with himself. I'm over here. Don't turn there for the sake of time in Romans in chapter number five and verse eight, number eight. But God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than now being justified, declared righteous by his blood. We shall be saved through the wrath, by, from wrath through him. 
For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his dear son. I can have harmony. God says I can call him Abba, Father. I can walk with him. And he walks with me. You know, sometimes it's in my life. I'm a pastor. It should be all the time. But, but sometimes when I'm reading my Bible or praying or walking with God or out at the cemetery, I don't go out to the salt flats in the winter very much, ride my bike out there, can scream at the top of your lungs in the salt flats. Nobody ever hears you. Just right here. It's the best place to pray and to sing. I go to the cemeteries around here. I've laid so many to rest. I just walk around the cemetery. And I pray. And can I tell you something? Sometimes God, in my study at home, or my study at church, or sometimes in my car, or sometimes at the cemetery, or wherever I might be, hotel room by myself, sometimes it's like, I feel like the presence of God is so powerful, I feel like I can almost touch Him. And sometimes I feel like God's so far away. It's never God that's far away. It's I'm far away. I'm filled up with maybe worry. I wish I could tell you I never worry. That's, he says, cast, your, cast your, all your cares upon him. He cares for you. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but sometimes I get fearful. And I get worried and I get concerned. I get overwhelmed. That's sin. And that sin separates me from fellowship. Well, I want to tell you today, there are some sweet times that I have with the Lord. I wish it on every person here, and I'm certain you have those same times. Where just when I need him, Jesus is near. Just when I falter, he's always there. He'll never leave me. Or if I say, look what God's done for me. Look what God's done for you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.